0: Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. We are filled with an
1: abundance of joy.
2: We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also
1: an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly.
2: Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with, uh... I don't think it works this way.
0: Oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more GEICO in your life, go to geico.com.
3: This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating
1: and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations.
3: So what does this mean for you, the customer? There there's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their 15-year parts and labor warranty, plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone
1: to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow. But you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. AAA Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, which you have to call today. 803 677 1500
3: and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 the game's Gamecock Central podcast.
2: Triple A air when you need us, triple A heating and air.
0: It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by firemen with Pearson Fowler. Reaction Monday here on
4: 1075 the game and welcome in. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Chris. Wes along shortly. Chris Clark, was your pick more about what Carolina did against Tennessee? Or was
1: it more about the way that Clemson had struggled uh, this year? For me, it was kind of it was a little more 50-50 as to who would win the game. Yeah. It was a little bit of a gut feel. It was a little bit of looking at some matchups going into the game. And Wes Mitchell, uh,
4: as we get Wes in here, what was your final score prediction 29,
1: 28? I know. I normally go with like the football numbers, and yeah. I was just like, I feel like this game is
3: gonna be weird. Yeah. So I kind of tried to pick the weirdest number I could come up with. On
0: the home of of the Gamecocks, Gamecocks.
4: 107.5 The Game. Two minutes after 11 o'clock on a Monday morning. It's the Gamecock Central takeover hour. Pearson, Preston, Chris, Brock hit us in the text line. Glad Wes is back. Me too, except Wes Wes still isn't back. He's back. He's Uh in the United States. And Chris Clark and Shu just, I mean, Brutal. Have already sent Wes Mitchell out on location for an assignment. Mm-hmm. He just got back and it's like, get out there on the road. No days yeah. off. We don't want you here.
1: So when, he when he landed back in Charlotte or wherever he I think it was Charlotte, turned on his phone. Here's your assignment. <laughs> yeah. Be there tomorrow morning, bright then and his, early. And then
4: his phone self destructed. <laughs> um, yes. So he's in, uh, can we say where he is?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's in uh, Spartanburg. So Wes is covering uh, the first day of Shrine Bowl practice this morning for Gamecock Central. So um, a few Gamecock commitments participating in practice, and then ultimately the game will be this weekend. So Markey Anderson, the offensive lineman from Dorman, and then Monique Rames out of Manning, the four-star edge prospect, and Xavier McLeod uh, from Camden, who won Mr. Football uh, recently. He's another one. Um, and then South Florence quarterback Lenora Sellers, who mm-hmm. is a Gamecock target, current Syracuse commitment, is another guy participating in that game. So Wes is laying eyes on those folks, maybe talking to some of them, I presume. Cool. And maybe we'll maybe we'll be joined by him later.
4: Yeah, I, th- I think we'll touch base with yeah. to them at some point of this hour. Uh, mostly, I just want to hear how his honeymoon went because it sounds like it was a lot of fun. So hopefully yeah, talked to him last
1: that. night. sounded awesome. Yeah.
4: So. Uh, Preston, who is Mr. Football in your class?
5: Ooh. What what was your class, Preston? The year, two, the in the year 2000. Shout out, R.I.P. Conan. Um, Chris is going to know before you. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, man. Except
4: he's cheating. I was just thinking he'd know.
5: Oh, I don't remember. So,
1: back to back. So, one of, one of them's the guy you know really well in 01. But 2000 was your year? Yeah. Who was you it? You don't have a guess? I don't. I eh. Roscoe Crosby. Roscoe. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Communion. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, it was Moe Thompson. Yes. Yep.
5: Who was 99? 99
1: was Greenwood quarterback Mark, Mark Logan. Mark Logan. Yeah. And 98, you know, 98? What's the. Good guess. Gamecock guy?
5: Derek Swankston. Squeak- Derek Watson. Squeaky. It was squeaky. <laughs> um. Yeah, Mark Logan. That, I, so I guess I, maybe I was class in '99. So <laughs> Mark Logan Mark was our Logan? quarterback. Huh? Did <laughs> you sack Mark Logan? Uh, maybe in Shrine Bowl practice, nice. maybe once. Nice, cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah.
4: Congratulations Bowl. to Xavier McLeod, 2022, Mr. Football. Um, we'll touch base with Wes, and he'll give us the latest for from those players in Shrine Bowl practice and a few other things. Let's start with a little bit of player news, um, and I guess we will start with something definitive before we get to something speculative, and that is the Zach Pickens. <laughs> Is officially going to sit out the Gator Bowl for South Carolina.
1: Yep, 2018, Mister Football, mm-hmm. Zach Pickens, T.O. Hannah High School guy. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is something that's become pretty common. You know, if you're a guy that uh, has a really good chance of getting drafted, and then Zach is we were talking about before the break, is playing in the Senior Bowl, so I have an opportunity to go through those practices and play in that All Star game, and so. Shutting things down from a collegiate standpoint, uh, presumably to you know just get started, getting himself ready for the NFL draft process. Senior Bowl is an important part of that.
4: Um, has Cam opted out, or is do we know? Has Cam announced his status yet? He he has not announced officially. Okay, so is I mean, Zach the first opt out for the bowl game for Carolina? Spencer said he's going to play. Right? Yeah, that's right. Okay.
1: So, so the first break. official. I mean, yeah. Cam, you know, announcing he's going pro. Um, my expectation is that mm-hmm. he doesn't play. Yeah, typically
4: that's like the tag on the announcement. Like you have your, like when you're choosing your template, it's like your portal template, your pro template, your pro plus opt-out of the bowl template. Um, He didn't select that one, but um, not surprising. Notre Dame has had, I guess, kind of three opt-outs. I don't know if we're counting Drew Pine as an opt-out. He entered the transfer portal, but then, of course, Isaiah Foskey and uh, Michael Mayer opting out. Probably the two best players on Notre Dame's entire team. Not really much of a stretch. So this is this is what I was afraid of because the Monday, two Mondays ago, or last was it last Monday? Two Mondays ago, we come in and it's like, all right, Notre Dame, Gator Bowl, it's exciting, and then it's like, oh, but all the best players. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed just for the just for the the objective entertainment value of the game, star power. Like you said, Chris, maybe this is not the last of the Gamecock. Um, opt out so that we see. But an opportunity, I guess, presumably for Boogie to
1: step in, probably be the starter there next to Tonka, I would guess, in Zach's absence. It makes sense. I mean, or, you know, you could see um, an MJ Webb step mm-hmm. up. Remember the MJ Webb, Zach Pickens, or on the depth <laughs> chart exactly. from earlier in the season. So, uh, and, you know, so it could be a combination like Tonka and MJ and, and Boogie Huntley spelling someone in there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. but But I think I could see your... Scenarios certainly playing out. Both practices well. start Thursday. Thursday. Should be Thursday, Thursday. on campus. Cool. Yeah. Thursday on campus.
4: All right. So that's the news. Not hugely surprising. The speculation now abounds. <laughs> Preston and I touched on this a little bit last hour. People have been blowing up the text line. They want to know what's going on with Marshawn Lloyd, who has gone. He he did like a LeBron James zero dark thirty, like cleanse his social media. No more mentions of South Carolina. He changed the little banner heading thing uh I guess requiring people to do their own detective work on that, but is there an update as of eleven oh eight on Marshawn Lloyd's future at South Carolina?
1: There is nothing uh firmed up. I mean, we we did have a report that came out early this morning and prompted me to do some investigating as well. All the I didn't see the firehouse subs text line responses, but uh did have a lot of them on the Insiders forum, yeah. that's for sure, and on social media. And so, you know, looked around, started getting a bunch of texts about it. I had not even seen it at the time, so started looking into it. Yeah, nothing nothing firm, but I will say this. I mean, from my understanding, there is a possibility that Marshawn does move on. I cannot speak to the motivations or the meaning behind the social media posts, but is there some kind of link? between the idea uh, between that activity, scrubbing some things, et cetera, and what he posted about doing what's best for you, I'm paraphrasing, and a potential departure. It it appears so because there's a possibility that he leaves. But um haven't seen anything about him being in the transfer portal. Haven't heard anything confirmed. Um it seems from what I got uh I guess this was last night there were going to be some conversations there and we'll just have to see what happens. I don't really want to speculate too much beyond that. But if, if the question is, Hey, is he thinking about leaving or is there a possibility? My answer would have to be yes. Mm-hmm. We just don't know.
4: If the question is, would his departure be for the NFL or another school in college football? The answer would be
1: my estimation would be, I'll put it this way. Um, I actually got to talk to Marshawn some at the Garnet Trust SEC title watch party Mm -hmm. a couple weekends ago, and first weekend of December. And we were talking a little bit about how his injury was doing, um, which was a lot better, kind of looking back on that thigh bruise and kind of how contusion and how like scary that was did you
4: look actually look at it
1: i I did not i did not look at i did not ask to look at it um it's apparently a lot better but he's (laughs) he's doing well from a health standpoint which is great but uh talk to him a little bit about the future and from what he told me the vibe i got at that time was he was very much leaning towards returning to the college game Hmm. you know um it was something that he hadn't seemed to think about a ton, but just mentioned, you know, talking to his family, and he's still got, you know, some time. He's still got, you know, miles on the clock in terms of eligibility, you know, that he can use. He
4: probably has three years left,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, he's played (laughs) one and a half seasons, really. Yeah. And so um, that seemed to be the lean at that time. So if you put that together with the fact that, you know he's he's clearly there's some thought going in there to the notion, and I'm not just basing that off a social media mm-hmm. post. If you put those two things together, I would say it's more likely he's playing college football somewhere. Okay, or somewhere next year.
4: So now I'm really going to put you on the spot with two quick things. One, if we're ranking the possible outcomes for the, I love how much we have to dance around this. I'm just I'm I'm leaning all the way into this. Is the likeliest outcome that he transfers to another college to finish his college career the second likeliest outcome that he stays at south carolina and third likeliest outcome that he goes pro or would you flip two and three
1: not as as of today i think that's that's probably fair
4: did he have a notably or memorably strong handshake
1: I, I, i don't think so
4: okay i mean if you don't remember but he also looks like the kind of dude that you would just you would shake his hand, and then you would just have like a crumpled mass of skin and broken bones no, at the I end of your wrist. I think it was
1: a it was a good normal, firm, yeah, uh, handshake. I mean, I've, I've sh- shaken his hand several several times, yeah. and, and nothing. The worst one I did I did have a really bad handshake experience one time. So there was a dude. Uh, funny thing, his name was Deshaun Hand, <laughs> um, and he was from Virginia. He was a, he played at Woodbridge in Virginia. He was a five star kid. Ended up going to Bama and playing for Saban. And so that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think. I mean, I he may still be in the league. Yeah. At one point he was, um, but I was covering uh, an All Star game and got to meet him, and he shook my hand and like crushed my hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, like on purpose. Uh, he was like smiling. Oh.
4: Because I feel like some people are just like, this is how hard I handshake, and then there's some it, people that do it like
1: sadistically. It was that. At first, it was like a very firm handshake, and I think I probably gave away my weakness. And like, he saw, he saw, like, oh, yeah, I got this guy. And so he like clamped down. I remember, and I must have had on, yeah, because it was my right hand. I must have had on a class ring at that time, mm. which I don't wear anymore, probably because of that. And <laughs> it, the way my hand was, like, my class ring crushed yeah. my other fingers. You know what I mean? Like, it was that hard. It Prest- almost took me to my knees. Preston.
2: You play a with jerk. a lot of
4: you play with a lot of NFLers, <laughs> any and just generally big, strong football dudes. Any disturbingly strong handshakes that you can remember?
5: Yeah, nah, mm-hmm. nah. Because then you get into like that contest. It's like right, and then you're just arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you're just standing around like I shake your head, you shake my head. We're just shaking each other's head as hard yeah. as possible. And I can't think of anybody that has an exceptionally but they are, I mean, you know, when they say people have "quote unquote" heavy hands, mm-hmm. that is a thing. Yeah, and it's like, oh, these dudes are, these dudes' hands are just like big meat claws mm-hmm. and just <laughs> attack your whole, yeah,
4: whole hand. I just remember hearing an anecdote from somebody that Adrian Peterson, and obviously some other factors, may, maybe more in the Deshaun Hand category, where he just likes to see you suffer, but just has like an upsettingly firm handshake. And The only way the. The only similarity, the only reason I ask is because Marshawn just seems like such an intense dude. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if it was just like... <clears throat> but it's good to know that it's not. It's good to know that it's a nice, normal handshake. Here's our investigative deep dive for today. I feel like there's some other question that needs to be asked as a follow-up to that, but I don't know. To the handshake or to yeah. Marshawn Lloyd? No, that specifically the handshake. I'm just thinking it's like an intensity thing. Maybe, maybe you do have to be kind of a sick person to do that. Probably. <laughs> Because that would fit AP. I don't know anything about Deshaun Hand, but if you said he was laughing at you while you were wincing. How big was Deshaun Hand when you talked to him?
1: He's Uh, a a lineman, right? What's that? He's a lineman? Yeah, he's a defensive lineman. He's probably like 6'4", 250-ish. Okay, and
4: you're like 5'8", or 5'9"? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't enjoy hurting you like that like if
1: if you were also 64 but it wasn't like that sadistic okay you know it was just kind of like <laughs> sure, he's listed right now yeah maybe he was bigger than i thought right now he's listed he must still be in the pros he's listed at 63297 hmm. but he he definitely got bigger than he was in high school.
4: Matt says I met Clowney in Rock Hill a few years back when he shook my hand, I swear. His hand wrapped around mine three times and did a python squeeze <laughs> until my fingers cracked. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Matt. 803-404-6100. Love Chevy phone line. Firehouse subs text line as well. And all of us are on Twitter. Pearson Fowler, Coach B tweets, GC Chris Clark.
5: You had something else? Yeah, I was just saying If if you ever suspect that you could always just go with the fist bump, you know. The old <laughs> the, the coach spur, hey, how you doing? And hit you with the fist bump and yeah. keep you
4: moving. You can't assert your dominance that way. Though. I know. Yeah. It's not Sorry. quite the same.
5: It's good good for most
4: most everybody else. Um we're we're gonna argue about this. I don't know if we're gonna do it next. We do have another question here about Marshawn Lloyd, so we might get to that. A few other news notes
0: from the weekend. It was a busy weekend. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even to a physical. Let's check your weight. Hop on the scale. Look at that. You're down a few pounds. I oh, yeah, Must be the new carbon fiber wheels. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why Geico makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. I'm going to prescribe 91 octane for your engine knock, and we'll want to see you again in 3000 miles. Kickstart your savings with Geico Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. The World Tournament of Soccer happening in Qatar is finally here. And with all the weird kickoff times and all the other sports happening simultaneously, it can be kind of hard to keep up. So to make sure you're up to speed, be sure to listen to Qatar Kickaround for the daily wrap-up of all the action from the tournament. From the group stage all the way to the final, Andy, Lars, and Peter are here for you with recaps and opinions of what happened that day in Qatar. Everything can be found at kickaround.com, the Cumulus Podcast channel on YouTube, or wherever you listen.
4: Despite no football, no college football being played. So more as we continue on here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour.
0: It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Fireman with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks. by the, the Game. game.
4: 23 minutes after 11 o'clock, it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game, and welcome back in Pearson, Preston, Chris, and finally have Wes Mitchell back with us. Not in person; he's in Spartanburg doing work because Chris and Shu were just like, "Hey, you missed too much last week. Not only do you have to work, but you got to go somewhere to work. So you're in Spartanburg, but you're back. You're married. You had a honeymoon." Um, I just want to hear about the honeymoon. I know we do have to talk about football, but Wes, what's up? Welcome back.
3: Yeah, what's up, guys? I missed you. Um, that's mostly true. I wish I was still <laughs> floating around in the Caribbean. To be honest with you, yeah. but uh, yeah, we can we can talk about the honeymoon for for a full segment tomorrow. I feel like we're okay. we're very limited on time <laughs> today, uh, so I should probably tell you all about the Shrine Bowl, huh?
4: Yeah, what's going on?
3: Uh, Well, you know, they're running a lot of plays against air for most of the day. So, um, you know, you get what you can out of it. But uh, out here, obviously, uh, checking in on a couple of Gamecock commits. uh, Montague Rames is here. Markey Anderson is here. And uh, then the guy I was really most interested to see, to be honest, is uh, Lenora Sellers, uh, quarterback that's committed to Syracuse right now, but South Carolina. I believe it's safe to say is trying to do everything they can to flip him from that commitment. And a guy that I, I would say probably has raised his stock more than anybody else in the state of South Carolina, uh, you know, this season.
5: Wes, this is person. Congratulations. Welcome back. We can't wait to see you tomorrow really quickly. Does Lenores in fact wear goggles?
3: <laughs> uh, that can be uh, 100% confirmed. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this kid on and off the field. He's one of those guys. He's very kind of unassuming off the field, uh, almost, um, you know, kind of laid back a little bit, doesn't say a whole lot, but then, uh, when, when the whistle blows, I mean, when he, when he hits the field, it's sort of, uh, one of these guys that can flip the switch and just, um, has that competitive edge once he gets on the field. And, um, I mean, just had a fantastic senior season, running the football, throwing the football, can do it all, uh, plays with confidence, um, you know, to me has clearly been the best quarterback here that I've seen. And I think, um, you know, if South Carolina could get him, I, I know he's not the highest ranked guy right now, but I, I think he's a guy once all the ranking updates go through, um, you know, I, I could see him easily being a, a much more highly rated guy. Once this uh, class is all said and done. Does
5: he wear glasses off the field also?
3: Um, I think so. Yeah. i I'm trying to think back. Give him, um, a, give him an extra, I'll
5: re- give him an extra half a star <laughs> for for wearing glasses off the field. I want my quarterback to wear glasses.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll report back okay. um, after I'm I'm set to talk to him here in a few minutes. But I I think uh, you know, and Chris can weigh in. I'm pretty sure he's been wearing glasses every time I've seen him. Oh, so yep. um, I I think that's a confirmative.
4: <laughs> wow. So we know he's definitely smart. Um, I I feel like the sports goggle technology has not advanced as like other things in sports where we have helmets that can prevent concussions, but you still have like, are these like the Kareem goggles that are like four inches thick?
3: (laughs) I mean, they, when, when you think of goggles, um, the first, the first image that pops in your head, when you hear the word goggles, that's, that's pretty much what they are. These are not, uh, yeah, I don't think they have developed uh, much over the years, as you said. So, yeah, what, whatever you're thinking of when you hear that word, that's definitely what he's wearing.
5: <laughs> so, what you're saying is he had to be a baller in order to wear those on the field. Like yes.
3: there was no other way around it. Oh, a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you you don't wear these if you're not a, if you can't back it up. Like no mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's talking. Nobody's going to talk trash to him because the goggles because he's that good. Basically. Mm-hmm. If anybody else were wearing the goggles, uh might be a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't think anybody has like like we were just talking about Lenoris's senior tape last night, Wes. I don't think any yeah. of those people that are possibly still on their backs from earlier <laughs> this season are making fun of the goggles right now.
3: Yeah, and, and uh not to uh not to bring up what may be a sore subject for some people there locally in the listening area over at ac flora um i i, I watched the uh, the youtube stream of him playing flora and i mean time after time the entire stadium and everyone watching at home knew he was going to get the football and um you know he just ran it at will and ran with power ran with speed has some patience uh, in the running game as well and uh you know he can run it but then you watch him throw out here and uh, I mean, he has one of the stronger arms I've seen as far as in-state guys go, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it, it's really been a little bit surprising, honestly. Even with the big senior year, um, that he hasn't gotten more traction, in, in my opinion. And obviously, South Carolina did eventually offer, which I think was a very uh, very sharp offer for them, and, and a guy that if they can if they can flip him, which I kinda am leaning towards thinking they they can and will. Uh, he's got a younger brother who's a wide receiver that South Carolina just offered as well. I think that's going to prove to be a smart move by them. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll go into more detail on him if he if he signs with South Carolina. But uh, I'm just a big fan of this kid on and off the field. Well,
4: it sounds like you're going to talk to him in just a couple minutes. Um, any other updates from uh, Spartanburg that you want to want to get to before we let you get back to your job?
3: Uh, well, I would just say uh, the other two guys, uh, you know, Montague Reigns, uh, Markey Anderson, uh just 100% looked apart. part. I mean, obviously there's not – there's only so much you can gain from watching them out here practice day one. Lots of install, lots of just, uh, you know, kind of developmental stuff. But I think both the guys, when you just see them off the hook in pads, you instantly are like, all right, that's how an SEC defensive end, that's how an SEC offensive lineman is supposed to look. Uh, both guys have been working with the first team out here. Uh, Rames playing defensive end and Anderson actually playing left tackle – Probably more of a guard prospect at the next level, I think. But, um, I mean, he, yeah, he he looks like somebody who could maybe help South Carolina pretty early in his career. Just when you look at the, the movement skill at that size, just very light on his feet. So he'll, he'll be one we're obviously uh, tracking throughout his career in South Carolina, but two gets that were four-star guys when Carolina landed them and really just looked the part out here today.
4: Well, we look forward to getting a full update from you tomorrow. Curious to hear uh, what Sellers has to say when you get a chance to talk to him. And of course, a lot more on your honeymoon. Um, we do have to let you go because you got stuff to do up there. But one of the other things that we missed, uh, a lot of things last week was, was crazy. We missed having you around, but we also missed uh, having you tell us about Kendall Walsh. Yes,
2: yeah,
3: so um, I'm going to tell you all the number right now first 803 414 3590. Again, 803 414 3590. That is the number you can call Kendall on. That is her personal sale. So if you're in the market for a new home, you've maybe even just been considering buying a new home, uh, give Kendall a call. Uh, maybe just text. And uh, it's a no-obligation phone call. And uh, she can sort of walk you through that process about what it might look like. And, um, she, again, she helped me buy a house. She helped me and my fiance go through that process. Um, she can do the same for you. So uh, give Kendall a call, and we'll be telling you more about Kendall, of course, uh, throughout the week.
4: All right, Wes, have fun. Thanks for uh, giving us a call, and uh, we're we're easing you back into it. You have to do one segment today. You're on the hook for four tomorrow, though, so uh, safe travels back from Spartanburg. We'll see you tomorrow.
3: All right, thanks, guys. have a good one. Yep,
4: that's Wes. He'll have some updates from the Shrine Bowl, I imagine, later on uh, Gamecock Central, and if not, we'll uh, catch up with everything else that he saw today when he's back with us here on the Gamecock Central takeover hour tomorrow. Uh, Real quick, before we get back to uh, uh, one question about Marshawn Lloyd that I think is interesting as his future at South Carolina remains uncertain. And then uh, Chris and Preston and I are going to argue about the next potential O.C. hire for South Carolina. Want to remind you, if you would like to go see the men's basketball game against East Carolina um, in Greenville, uh, that's in Greenville this Saturday, I'm going to give you a chance right now. 803-404-6100. A pair of men's basketball tickets for the East Carolina game In Greenville On Saturday 803-404-6100 Be called
2: It's Kelly Golden Let me tell you Don't wait like I did To get your HVAC system cleaned This is one of our biggest investments And it needs annual maintenance But nobody explained that to me Until I found Fix-It 24-7 HVAC And Plumbing Who got all the grit and grime Out of my system For first-time customers They'll do it for just $39 Check out FixMyHome247.com
4: 24 will be there on the double. Caller number five right
0: now. 803-404-6100. Caller number five. Good luck. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.36 Monday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover
4: Hour. And thanks again to Wes for joining us from Spartanburg. Back in studio tomorrow. We'll catch up more with him since he's married now. The last time he was on the show, he wasn't married. Now he's married, honeymooned, back on the grind. Excited to have him back in studio tomorrow. Um, Before we get to uh, what I think is a very valid question here from the text line, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Chris for a second to tell everybody about Integrated Media.
1: Yeah, Integrated Media. Michael, Nathan, and their entire team do an amazing job out at your home with any of your audio-visual needs. Uh, they can do anything, guys, whether you just need, maybe you say, hey, I need a new TV mounted in my kitchen, on my back porch, in my living room, in my bedroom, even in the bathroom, Preston. Sometimes people have a little, a little TV. and I've always wanted a TV in the kitchen. I don't think I'd go as far as the bathroom. But if I did, no matter where I need one, in my home, my first calls to Integrated Media. They've been out to my home several times for some projects. Um, Going to have them come back out soon because I was looking around the other day and realized that we need to upgrade our AV situation. I'll probably just do a TV mount, maybe a sound bar, um, actually in the garage, but they can do anything else from an audio standpoint that you need at your home. Their services include smart home systems, home theater, TV installations, security and cameras. Uh, internet solutions, if you're having trouble when you're watching television, kids are on on their tablets, everybody's on 10 different devices, maybe you're getting some lag time, having some dead spots with Wi-Fi in your house, Michael and Nathan and his team can help you out with any of that. So visit their website at integratedmediainc.com to find out more about what they do. Or give him a call at 803-948-8327. That's integrated media.
4: So Marshawn Lloyd is currently a member of the Carolina football team. There is some speculation that he's going to make a decision possibly here in the next couple of days about whether to play at another college, go pro, something like that. If the suggestion is that his lo- the likeliest outcome at this point is that he goes somewhere else to play his college football, a fair question From Jason on the text line, the Firehouse Subs text line, why would Marshawn leave and go to another school when he is Carolina's number one running back and will get the majority of the carries? He's in the SEC. He was clearly the feature back this year. Closer to home, I guess there are greener pastures, there are better teams, but it seems like a tailor-made opportunity for him to showcase his ability.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I I think that's something we don't really know. I, I could speculate on some things and that's really all it would be and again uh, I want to be clear I mean I, I think throughout this week there will probably be more conversations and we'll eventually have a better feel I mean for what he's going to do I, I do think not even just think I, I know that it is on the table you know that he makes a change at at the minimum um, why would he do that You're you're right I mean look the end of the year uh, he was injured, did come back and play at 30-something snaps against Clemson, wasn't close to 100% in that game. Um, he had the stretch of, in the season that you referenced, uh, Pearson, that he was the lead back and doing a lot of really good things. Uh, earlier in the year, I think there were probably some frustrations. I mean, y'all remember the Arkansas game, and we're all sitting in here the next Monday going, why did it take so long for Marshawn to get the football? So, I mean, the the, the year ended phenomenally but there were still some frustrations during the year, you know, for different guys. I mm-hmm. think even, even for Marshawn, when you, you know, you look at the successes, but you know, maybe that masked some other different issues. So uh, maybe uh, there's, there's some uncertainty. I mean, a lot of people have said, Oh, it's because of who the new offensive coordinator is going to be. And I don't really buy that. Cause I think this had been brewing long before that. Mm-hmm. Now, if they, like, let, let's give an extreme hypothetical. They bring in somebody that Marshawn knows or something, and, oh, okay, you know, I'm good with that. You know, does that change the equation? It could, but, again, like, that's – maybe it changes it negatively for somebody else. So there's a lot of kind of hypotheticals in there. Um, and I think, ultimately, you know, maybe he just look wants to see what else is out there, or thinks that there's some better opportunities in other places. I mean, you never know what guys' motivations are.
4: It's just interesting if, if the frustrations with his role in the offense or how much he was or wasn't used, and of course it's hard to evaluate when you have an incomplete grade in the, most of the last half of the season because you were hurt, but the architect of that offense is gone now. Caron didn't fire him. He left. I don't think that Marshawn Lloyd's going to be chasing Marcus Satterfield out to Nebraska, or maybe that's a decision if he makes that decision. It seems like he won that he would have made earlier. Um, another text here saying, you know, talking about tampering in the portal and nil stuff. I, I, I guess maybe that's always a potential factor. Maybe did y'all read that story the other day? It was I don't remember who this who it was. It was this guy Substack, but he was talking about um, everything that J.T. Daniels was asking for when he was in the transfer portal looking for West Virginia.
5: No, please direct that to me, sir.
4: It was horrifying. He was visiting Oregon State, and I guess talking with folks that his dad. Talking of on course. behalf of JT, of course, yeah, uh, was saying, all right, well, you know, he's going to need, uh, you know, a, a six-figure endorsement deal. He's going to need. Uh, it was a, one of them was a four-bedroom rental home, and then there was something else in there. Which is like that's the that's the that's the market for for. I was doing this exercise yesterday. I was trying to think, and I I, I wasn't writing it down, so I wasn't going to keep track. I was trying to decide if I could come up with thirty or forty quarterbacks that I would. Rather have than JT Daniels, who's like fine. But if that's what someone like that is commanding on the open market, maybe the let me see who this was. Greg is right about the the, the tampering in the portal. If this is the kind of stuff that's being bandied about,
5: I guess. And I, I again, I would still like to see receipts and still like to see all. all let's let's zillow that up. Let's let's Google that up and see where he stayed and. <laughs> You can you can request a lot. It doesn't mean they've gotten it. And I just would just caution people against what you're hearing as far, especially as far as NIL is concerned, and what's actually being done. Because I, I, I there is a large gap between what you think is happening right. and what is actually happening.
4: Yeah, it's a fair point. It's I mean there needs to be probably a little more player protection here.
5: Yeah, and also also that sort of if we just automatically fall on some sort of tampering and NIL idea that absolves the player of responsibility and also the institution of responsibility and it just says, Oh, well, they're just up for the highest bid. And but that's, and that, that's not the case because Marshawn Lloyd had several opportunities when he came here. So I, and I just think that does a disservice on the players to just saying they're just up to the highest bidder. And that's, the only reason why they're making decisions right now, I may not agree with the decisions they're making, but I don't want to go as far as just to say they're they're bought and sold. And that's all that matters.
4: Right. Well, and, and the other I mean, like Marshawn just seems like a guy that that is about his guys and he seems loyal. And when Marcus Satterfield and the offensive line were taking a lot of criticism, he was one of their most vocal defenders. Um, even if he should have been blaming them as much as everybody else for his, you know, reduced role in the offense, so it doesn't really fit what I feel like we've learned about Marshawn in the couple of years that he's been on campus too. That he's just all of a sudden going to, you know, go to the highest bidder. So I don't know. I, I guess fundamentally, we don't know that it is happening. Um, I, I need to find that article. Brock just texted me and said he shared that with me. Brock texted to me again.
5: Yes, please. Um, I, would, I would love to read that.
1: Do you remember? Do you remember where that was, Chris? Was mass- I don't. I, I, I read the report. So yeah, um, about that. So. But, I mean, a, a general point, I mean, to, to Preston's point on, on NIL, I mean, there is kind of a notion. Like, most of the headlines about NIL have been, like, sensationalized to where people have this bad feeling about it. And, and you may still disagree with it, and that's totally fine. Like, it's not going away, sorry. But, you know, people are, ah, oh, well, kids are just going to the highest bidder. They're only considering the money. There, there is a pocket of kids where that might be true. Just like there's a pocket of professional athletes, they're going to just pick the place that's the highest contract. Most don't, right? So what the reality is is that for very talented football players in high school and college, most of them, the vast majority of them, the overwhelming majority of them, are at least asking about it and figuring out what the landscape is like because – that's just a part of it. It's just, it's one of the like prongs of recruiting, you know, coaching staff, education, uh, NFL development, you know, tradition, fan support. I mean, all these different things and NIL is in one of those buckets. So the point is, I mean, as a, as a major institution, if you want to be good at college athletics in this Mm -hmm. new era, you have to be well positioned. Yeah, on that front. And it can be part of it without being the entire argument. Yeah, like yeah. Th- there's yeah. A,
4: and j- again, just to throw out a hypothetical, this is not, I, I mean, I, I don't report anything because I don't know anything. But if Marshawn Lloyd decides to go back to Maryland, a lot of people might say, well, why would you go to Maryland? You're in the SEC here at South Carolina. Well, if he wants to go closer to home, feels like he might have more NIL opportunities for something that is essentially closer to his backyard and playing an offense that was good and fun last year. Like maybe Dow Loggins or whoever the new OC is is fantastic, but do you want to take a chance on that after your offense has been bad for the last two years or go somewhere that is a really good offense that might be able to like maybe you'd be the feature back at Carolina, but maybe you're better being a piece in a really good offense at somewhere like Maryland.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's just again, there, there are a lot of considerations. It's it's normally not black and white, you right. know, just one thing in recruiting or really in anything. Right.
4: And for what it's worth to reiterate again, this is not official. We don't know that Marshawn's leaving Um, they're. He scrubbed his social media. That's a pretty solid indication, but we'll wait for an official announcement um, to try to gather any more information on this, I guess. 803-404-6100. Firehouse Subs text line. Love Chevy phone line and Twitter. Pearson Fowler, GZ, Chris Clark. Coach P tweets, uh, let me do this too. Uh, We just gave away some men's basketball tickets and congrats to Russell who won those. If you would like to see the women's basketball game uh, against Charleston Southern coming up this Sunday, you can win a pair of those right now as well. Same thing. Caller number 5, 803-404-6100. Just be caller number 5. I'll give you a pair of women's basketball tickets to go see the game this Sunday against Charleston Southern. Good luck.
0: It's the Gamecocks Gamecocks Central Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game.
4: Don't forget to listen to the Tommy Moody Show tonight, 6 o'clock, 107.5 The Game. Tommy talking with his former baseball coach and former New York Yankee, Bobby Richardson. So you don't want to miss that. 6 o'clock right here on 107.5 The Game. Welcome back in. A couple minutes left in the Gamecock Central takeover hour. Pearson, Preston, Chris here with you. West back tomorrow. Real quick housekeeping note. Uh, AJ says, what is with the scrubbing of social media? Explain that to me because I'm old. AJ, you're not old. You're not old. We should catch people up. I feel like you're the most uh, tech-savvy. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, the scrubbing of social media, especially as it relates to this generation, what they'll often do is they'll go back and try and erase any social media so that we don't have screenshots of him talking about Carolina. They don't try and erase the receipts, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. so that, it kind of just leaves people to get back of saying, well, you said this and now you're doing this. Mm. So you go back through your social media and you try and find any incriminating evidence that might point towards you making a different decision.
4: Right. He changed the banner on his Twitter. It's no longer South Carolina. I think it's something with one of his NIL somethings. Uh, He took Gamecock football out of his Twitter bio. I don't remember what it says now
5: it's It's just a place where it's it's obviously the place where we all live, but them more specifically, that's where they live, and so it's a signal out to whoever needs to be told that things are changing right and that's just sort of the type of communication that they have amongst each other and increasingly most of us out to the world. You know you hear about people we know this idea of scrubbing social media, we know that from politics, we know that from job opportunities, and we know this happens. But a lot of times you'll see them go and erase affiliations Mm. and erase any type of loose connections to an institution or a person if things are changing.
4: That's perfect. See, this is why I I tasked it to you.
5: Yeah, I I work around them a lot. Yeah.
4: You're you're good. And you're good at explaining things. You're a teacher. Thank you. Chris, what's the
1: sub of the day? Mm. Yummy. Makes me hungry. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you literally fire- have a Firehouse Cup next year. Yeah. Computer.
1: I mean, I went there earlier, and I did check out the sub of the day, which, by the way, is Meatball Monday. Mm. I feel like we should have, like, a some kind of – somebody needs to record. Maybe have Preston do it, and we'll play it's it. Spicy. Yep. You can get a spicy version, yes, of the Meatball Monday, the pepper <laughs> sauce. They can give it to you on the side. It is awesome. Or you can do the Wes Mitchell special and add pepperoni. But – Every single day of the week, Sunday through Monday, at one of 14 Midland's locations of Firehouse Subs, our good friend Larry Chandler owns all those locations. You can get the Firehouse sub of the day 5.99 for a small, 7.99 for a medium. Make sure you mention the specific daily special. If you don't know what it is, you can look it up online dot firehousesubs.com, but Monday is the Firehouse meatballs again 7.99 for a medium sub of the day. Or just check out anything else on their menu, including the new Prime Rib Steak Sub, which is also fantastic. A few different ways to order. One, Firehouse Subs app. Secondly, Rapid Rescue at FirehouseSubs.com, or you can even order right here through the station by texting the Firehouse Subs text line. Send us your opinion on something. Tell us, hey, I'm about to order the meatball Monday. Whatever you want to do, you'll get a link back after you text 803-404-6100. Sorry, 803 803- four oh four sixty one hundred and you will get a link back to order your firehouse subs sub of the day.
4: And we're going to be in Oberg on Friday.
1: Yes, three hour special, right? Yeah, I hear this right.
4: Extravaganza.
1: Yep, uh, grand opening for the Orangeburg location of Firehouse Subs Friday, December sixteenth, three hours, nine to noon. Come out and visit us. Uh, we'll have the we'll have the crew there uh, eating some firehouse subs. And talking the Gamecock football, three
4: hours is twelve segments, which means which means we're going to be sampling twelve different sandwiches live on the air. That uh, sounds great. In the morning, I just decided that right now I'm going to buy twelve different sandwiches, and we're going to taste all of them and give some scores. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, appreciate Firehouse Subs for sponsoring that show and, and this show every day. Tomorrow, the Board of Trustees is meeting to approve mm-hmm. some athletic con- to. What is it? Athletic contract parenthesis, S, S. close parenthesis? Yes, yes. Shane Beamer's going to get a contract extension. Maybe? Do we think that's going to happen? I've been working
1: on that one. I do not know if it's done. Okay.
4: Uh, I'm just trying to guess the agenda and you just tell me if if this is what you think is on the agenda. Uh, Pete Limbo gets a key to the city.
1: (laughs) Well, is that a separate line item or they just work that into into the contract? (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's part of the contract. uh, Pete, uh... Pete Limbo can enter any building in the city at any time. He owns Columbia, South Carolina. Will he get a contract extension tomorrow?
1: Um, I could not confirm that. Okay. would not be surprising. I know that David Coniger from Post and Courier has said that he will get an extension.
4: All right. Um, will Carolina officially hire and ratify the contract of a new offensive coordinator tomorrow at said meeting?
1: That is my expectation based okay. on what happened this weekend. Um, have not 100% confirmed that that particular contract will be at this meeting but that was okay. what everybody was working towards that is the the,
4: the idea yep. is that that may be on the agenda tomorrow and let me ask you one hard question before we get out of here oh if the contract is not for Dow Loggins to be Carolina's next offensive coordinator it will be for whom to be the next offensive
1: coordinator i would have no idea okay. i mean i have no problem admitting that okay. I, I don't think if it's, if it's not a Dow Loggins contract for tomorrow, then I think it would be no offensive coordinator tomorrow, <laughs> would be my guess. Cool. That's
4: good information. Tells us everything we need to know. Um, I'm glad we saved it for tomorrow. We'll have Wes in here. It's going to be a fun day. There's going to be a lot going on tomorrow around Gamecock land, and we'll be here to cover all of it for you. Appreciate you being here with us today. Your feedback on the text line, on the phone line, all that stuff. As always, we really appreciate you listening. We'll be back tomorrow, and the halftime show is coming up next.
2: It's Kelly Golden. Let me tell you, don't wait like I did to get your HVAC system cleaned. This is one of our biggest investments, and it needs annual maintenance, but nobody explained that to me until I found Fix-It 24-7 HVAC and plumbing, who got all the grit and grime out of my system. For first-time customers, they'll do it for just $39. Check out FixMyHome247.com. When your house is in trouble, Fix-It 24-7 will be
0: there